0: on her show on New Year's Eve on Voice America, all Shift Happens, and now she's on BBS Radio, also known as Shift Happens. Her name is Karin Weary, and she has a master's degree in marriage and, therapy, and family therapy. She's a Stetson graduate, graduate, and she's also a fellow Floridian. She's been licensed here since 2003. She's EMDR trained, custom debt payoff coach, level Reiki one trained, and started her show, like I said, "Shift Happens" on Voice America in November of 2008, where she sh- helps shift the mind, the body, and money. Money is a big, important thing, right, Karen? We look Not to sure. to heal. We look, and then and the show looks to heal old wounds physically, emotionally, financially, so we can tap into our unlimited potential as human beings. And like I said, she also has a show on BBS radio, which I heard the other, a couple of weeks ago. I thought that was funny. I just tuned into it. And here, Dr. Doug and I were on the show, and I'm like, oh, this is what I sound like. Okay, poor people. So she, uh, we're going to talk about her background. I just wanted to give a brief introduction. Welcome, Dr. Karen Weary. How are you today, Miss Karen? Thank you so much, Amy. And yeah, just for uh, purposes,
1: I'm not a doctor. I have a master's degree. Oh, I'm sorry. I, okay. I don't want to be misquoted and try to okay. people tell me okay. that
0: <laughs>
1: I'm giving myself uh, degrees I haven't earned. <laughs> not yet.
0: <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. I, I know the feeling. I definitely know the feeling. So, you have an extensive background now, even though you don't have the degrees, you have the experience. I mean, you oh, yeah. helped out domestic violence, um, you're also, which is a fascinating uh, subject, is and, um, a modality or whatever called EMDR, which stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you explain a little bit about that and then we'll go, you know, I just, when I do interviews, I'm very casual, you know, I do have the, you know, I have questions, but we just, it's like you're talking to me about what you would like to do in your life. So you yes. take it from here. All right, Amy,
1: Well. I tell you what, uh, when I came across EMDR, it was a it was a complete shift in my in my life, my professional life, my personal life because I was honestly feeling a little bit um like I wasn't really getting a lot of results in when when I was working with clients and uh, and this is not something that at least when I was going to grad school that they were teaching in grad school so this is something you had to do you know on your own separately uh and and it when i another therapist uh started telling me about it it just made a lot of sense to me uh and it, because it's a completely different way of accessing the brain and uh really yeah. processing things on a whole deeper level uh because many times people know kind of what the connections are and and many people have um, you know, uh, they know where where their issues are coming from. Not everybody, but still. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean, I mean we would, we've still been they've still been wired in and, and stored dysfunctionally. So it's not mm-hmm. a matter of kind of thinking your way out of it. So mm-hmm. what EMDR is 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 we when we have an incident that happens where we feel. In high distress, we could have an argument with somebody, it could be a breakup or a divorce or a car accident or something like that. We talk about big Mm -hmm. T traumas, which are the obvious ones, and little T traumas, which are all the other kind of incidences where your life wasn't actually threatened. But the thing is that the Mm -hmm. whole part of the brain that's way back by the brainstem, yeah, the brainstem is the one that keeps us alive and it's not the intelligent part of our brain. (laughs) It's just there to keep us alive. Mm -hmm and and it will interpret something as though oh my god we are in danger which then starts the whole fight or flight uh scenario in the brain mm-hmm. and our our brain gets flooded with cortisol which is the stress hormone and then mm-hmm. all the higher level parts of our brain goes out the window because we don't need that in that moment which means that everything in that incident during the argument went during through the divorce whatever kind of thing um Get frozen and stored dysfunctionally in the brain with the sights, sounds, smells, the physical sensations we have in our body, and the emotions. Mm-hmm. And then, most importantly, whatever the negative belief is that we attach in that moment, which is always something about me, myself, and I. So it could be mm-hmm. I'm not safe, I'm not good enough, it's my fault, I'm unlovable. You name it, and um, and then it's it's frozen, it's stored and then in a the part of the brain that where time is very fluid, and then not only that, mm-hmm. it gets connected with all the other incidents you've ever experienced in your life that has the same negative beliefs attached. And so mm-hmm. because it's stored in a part that doesn't know the time, then every, t- every mm-hmm. time something gets triggered, which could be a sight, could be a tone of voice, it could be anything, then it mm-hmm. pulls up every incident uh, as though it's happening right here or now. And this is why people, they have these, uh, you know, all the yuck comes up, and Mm. they may overreact when something Mm -hmm. happens. And they're they're really more responding to old things that haven't been resolved than things that are happening right here and now. So with EMDR, Mm -hmm. we take one specific incident, Because Mm -hmm. the brain can focus on that. And then we figure out what are all those parts that are going along with it. And then we use bilateral stimulation, which sounds really weird. But it could be eye movement, side to side. It could be auditory or kinetic. And what the bilateral stimulation does is it signals the central nervous system to calm down. So that now for, for the first time ever, we have the intelligent part of the brain that can take a look at this incident. And then start to store it properly so the brain finally recognizes that this happened then and I'm here now. So we Mm -hmm. really undo the whole fight-or-flight response that people have gotten stuck into.
0: Huh. Yeah. When I was um, going through my own journey, um, my one therapist suggested I try EMDR because I didn't want to go back on a plane. I had such a traumatic experience of being um, stranded for 12 hours. Trying to get hmm. back from Buffalo to Rhode Island. Now you know what how I feel about Buffalo. You know that was fine being stranded maybe a couple hours, but not twelve hours. So it was like very traumatizing for me. Yeah. So I had to. I did a little bit of that because I didn't like planes. I hadn't been on a plane in like seventeen years. Wow. So <laughs> 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 just, and just, that it limits you a little, bit.
1: Yeah. a little
0: bit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it limits you a little bit if you don't want to go on airplanes and uh, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, you, what you can do and where you can go. Yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. are you so are definitely... you back?
1: Get, are you getting back
0: on airplanes these days? Yes, I am. I did. I think I did a session, a couple sessions, and it helped me. And then I didn't go yeah. on a plane for a while until I moved down here. I I had to fly down here to find a place to live and you know stuff like that before I formally moved here. And I was nervous, a nervous wreck because I had not flown since before 9-11, you know, and I was like, oh my God, you know, so of course, you know, they got the TSA people, you know, and I had a root person in the Buffalo airport, you know, Uh. she was so mean. I'm like, really? Oh yeah. They're not happy people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I was fine flying, believe it or not. Uh. I was really fine flying and, um, good. good. So yes, that's been my experience with EMDR. Um. Because I was like, "Wow, I think I used that technique," and I'm like, "Yeah, with a plane." Uh-huh. So, when we taught, when I was uh, inquiring about the show, and when we I was on shift happens on New Year's Eve, you came up with a new diagnosis. Uh, <laughs> or, and, tell us about that. Well, tell our audience <laughs> about it. I think it's hysterical. I think it's true though. <laughs> Here's the thing, Amy. Yes,
1: I would love to share it. And uh, by the way, it was lovely having you celebrating New Year's with you and, and Dr. Doug. So um, I thank you for that. Thank <laughs> so you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> with all these years of all the people I've worked with and all that I've seen and... Uh, I've come to the conclusion because what I finally discovered, because for me, I'm always thinking there's a solution. We can always do something. And and that's just how I think and always have. So, Mm -hmm. but I noticed that a lot of people, they think that anxiety and depression and PTSD, that's just something you are and that's how you are for the rest Mm. of your life. And, Mm. uh, you know. And, and the way people are diagnosed oftentimes is very much by, okay, well, this, you have it in your family, well, then it's just genetic, and this is just how you mm-hmm. are, and throw pills at you. When in reality, um, when we look a little bit about what all has really been going on, there might have been you know, alcoholism, erratic behavior, bullying, mm-hmm. all these kinds of things, and so all okay. of these incidences are things that, the again, in EMDR we talk about little T traumas and big T traumas and we add them up and add them up and add them up. This is where I get to the, my new diagnosis is we are all emotionally constipated.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're just backed up <laughs> with unresolved emotions, right? <laughs> so <laughs> And EMDR is such a beautiful way of, of, you know, um, kind of flushing through all this old garbage and all this old stuff that's gotten stuck in the pipelines so that people are no longer depressed, they're no longer PTSD, they're no longer anxious, or at least have brought Mm -hmm. it way down to a normal level because, you know, if you keep... Uh, loading up the back of your truck and you never unload. What's going to happen? You're you're going to break your truck somehow or another.
2: <laughs> and we
1: are the same way. <laughs> I have a million analogies, Amy. I, that's how I go. That's how I slow
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got an analogy, and I don't. I don't even want to go there.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that'll be off. Um...
0: All fair, huh? <laughs> yeah. All fair is in love and war, uh, you know, <laughs> and also being constipated. Okay. Well, i um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is so true though, because <laughs> yeah, we think, we think we are our genetics, which when I was on your show with Dr. Doug, we talked about that and he was on the sh- yeah. He's going to be on the show, um, you know, before you, um, And the 17th of February, I believe, we're going to air that show. And he talks about that as well. We're not our genes. We think, well, I was born with high cholesterol or I have anger. I have the alcoholic gene or whatever. I think you're right. We can transmute that. And there's so many different techniques to change that uh, code in the DNA. Exactly. And we know, I mean, Dr. Bruce
1: Lipton came up with the epigenetics. So it's Mm -hmm. a fact Uh, It's whatever environment externally, internally we have that will flip the switch on or off on whatever it is that happens to be in our DNA. So it's not something we have to live with. And there's so many things, like you're saying, that can help reverse things even once it happens. So, um, yeah, it's... It's it's exciting times that we're discovering these things, and some, some of them are ancient mm-hmm. and that we yeah. have dismissed in our Western culture and Western medicine that uh, are just coming back and being uh, kind of confirmed with science and all, so
2: it's,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, exciting. Yeah. It 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 is, and um, I know from my personal experience with the modality I use, um, integrated energy therapy, I've been able to alter that goes into the DNA as well. So I've been able Mm -hmm. to alter a lot of things that I have been so called born with. And sometimes you think these burns of like depression, anxiety, anger, PTSD, you know, maybe illnesses like I said, high cholesterol, maybe you know some genetic stuff in there too, alcoholism. You know, you think you can't change that, but I feel you can. And I'm i oh, of with that. I'm Absolutely. That. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all your mindset, too. It really is. It's about your mindset. Yeah. Well,
1: and and look at it this way. And this is something I, I love to listen to a lot to Dr. Joe Dispenza and such. And so our, our mm-hmm. thoughts. Create an emotion. We have emotions about what it is that we're thinking about. So if we're thinking about something that w- makes us angry, then guess what? We're going to have angry neurotoxins, neuro- neurochemicals that are floating around in our body, and and then that's going to create this this angry environment in our body. It changes literally mm-hmm. our our body chemistry. And if we do that over and over and over again, whether it's anger, or anxiety, or whatever, or joy, then mm-hmm. that will eventually change physiologically our 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 brain, you know, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It is, it really is. So I mean, what led you, I mean, to become a therapist to begin with? I mean, that's a lofty calling, I think. <laughs> well thank you. Well, you know, um
1: it, the funny thing is I initially wanted to be a physical therapist and and uh, because mm-hmm. I, I I like you know working out, and I've always been thinking preventative type of thing. Of course, physical therapy is after the fact, but still. Um, by then, I I got my toes, I dipped my toes in that area when I was doing all my undergrad stuff, and I and I thought, well, you know what, this doesn't really seem too exciting. But I'd always been interested in in dynamics and family dynamics when I was growing up. I'd always ask my, when my mother's cousin would come over, i oh, tell me about the old days. And and so I wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, of course, there's dysfunction in my family and, and non-communication and, and emotional cutoffs and all that stuff. And I thought, you know what? I would love to be able to um, learn more about how to heal, like, heal people and heal relationships and and mm-hmm. also, really be able to make a difference and, and change. I, I talk about how we all are here. We're all creating a ripple effect. And, and mm-hmm. we never know, most of us don't know how much and how many people we're touching with every little smile, every greeting, every every touch. And um, so what you can help someone, you know, and then with all of your clients and the, how that ripple effect is, you know and and then in my own life like I talk about how I didn't have a connection with with my mother my mm-hmm. father died when I was 5 and and mm-hmm. how I wanted to make sure that with my son I have a 14 year old son and uh wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. he has that connection you know parental connection with me and so to be able to take charge of that um is mm-hmm. and and create that for people uh, and also, my I'm also super passionate about helping people get to the place where, for the most part, they won't need medication. There is a time and a place for medication, but mm-hmm. for me, I think that it's way, way over prescribed and that there's mm-hmm. so, so much we can do, uh, again, naturally, where we don't need to be on um, medications that have so many side effects and some of them are addictive and, um, you know, I always talk about it's really more of a, a Band-Aid on top of an infected wound. The infection is still mm-hmm. in there festering, but the medication is just mm-hmm. making you not feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm passionate mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in my own life, I've been, you know, off and on, you know, antidepressants because I grew up in a very dysfunctional, abusive, alcoholic household myself. Yeah. And, you know, didn't know that uh, (laughs) you look at your life and you're like, it leads you to where you are now, right? So you don't think of all the stuff that you've gone through is going to bring you to where where you are now, or you don't think of it that way back then. You just feel like you're trapped. And um, I have had my own experiences with antidepressants, uh, one which I had, you know, major car accident because I went into anaphylactic shock. So I don't really oh. care for that personally. Yikes. That's you scary. Know, you, that is scary. But what I'm saying is I, I, I agree with you. You know, yeah. sometimes you're overly medicate. Let's just prescribe a pill and let's, yeah. you know, let's write the script at, let the doctor write the script and give you the script and, you know, it will take all your pain away. No, you got to deal with mm-hmm. the underlying cause of that.
1: Exactly.
0: It's, like you know?
1: glaringly obvious, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how people Literally. don't see it.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I think for me, from my experience with pe- working with people, they just are afraid to look at it because they're afraid yeah. of unearthing the monsters in the closet. You know, I call yeah. it the monsters in the closet. And yeah. I feel that going to a good therapist, like in my journey, I've been to a few therapists that really have changed my life and really yeah. brought me to where I am. I don't need therapy now. I mean, maybe some people think I do, but I don't, so that's what counts. <laughs> and, you know, it's exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, you, you look back at your path and you're like, wow, you know, um, I, I went through that. I, I mean, I have yeah. a client that is um had gone through major bullying when she was younger, yeah. and now she's an educator, and now she's an she's speaking on behalf of you know, bullies, you know, the people who've been bullied and by peers. So, you know, we were just talking about that the other day and she's like, wow, you know, I never thought my experiences would help other people. I said, yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. medication won't, but you will. (laughs) So that's my point. So I think the more, you know, we think we're damaged individuals when we're not, we're all, you know, undoing the damage. And yeah. helping, I don't know, undoing the damage helps others too, I guess. Besides ourselves, but I mean, that's just my two cents. Yeah,
1: it really does. And you know, the I think the other, I absolutely agree with you. Amy, and the other thing I think that um, that happens is that people don't know what is possible. That it is possible to get to a place where you feel good, where you have peace, where you don't feel anxious and depressed and all this. where you actually can start the process of learning to love yourself, because I know loving yourself is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a, an alien thought for many people. So you start with learning to love yourself, mm-hmm. learning to like yourself, and then learning to love yourself, and eventually loving mm-hmm.
0: yourself. Mm-hmm. It is a process, yes. <laughs> it's not like you're the narcissist that's looking in the mirror and in the pot, you know, in the pot, the, uh, the reflection on the pond saying, Oh, I'm just so gorgeous. I'm God. No, it's not. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, being your own best advocate, being, having your own back and relying on yourself and um, the universe, whatever you believe in. So, I mean, that's just kind of like, like let's make that clear to some listeners because loving yourself. Does that mean I look in the mirror and say, I love you, darling. You're so gorgeous. (laughs) I, well, mean, you, God, can. I don't know. <laughs> you
2: can.
0: You <laughs> can.
1: Well, and how that also shows up, self-love shows up in behaviors and in actions is noticing when you're tired, when you're overworked and taking the weekend off. Noticing when you are eating foods that aren't good for your health not about mm-hmm. how you look. I mean, to me, the looking good is a side effect of healthy living. Um mm-hmm. But you, when you start to eat foods for your health, it, that's also
0: part of loving yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yes. Self-care. Um My mm-hmm. back hurts today. I'm going to schedule a massage for tomorrow, <laughs> which I think mm. I'm going to do because I worked at the gym yesterday and I really did my back. <laughs> did yeah. <laughs> You do, you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, diet and exercise are important, but when you overdo it, like I sometimes I overdo it. But anyway, it's like when you you, you learn your limitations, or and I, yeah, I don't want to say limitations. That's that's a negative word, but you know what I'm talking about. You learn, you know yourself enough to and when to say no.
1: So yeah, you, can and yes to you listen know. and pay attention to your own body and what your body exactly. is telling you. There you mm-hmm. go.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Which is it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, what is like? What's your opinion? We just talked about that a little bit. What effect? What effect do events from early on in your life have on people's lives today? So, do you think people realize it impacts them as much as they do, or you think that still people need to get a cl- you know buy a clue on that?
1: I think I hear so often that people say, "Oh, you know." He had a wonderful childhood, and then it turns out that when we really yeah. get into it, like, oh, well, you know, their dad abandoned them, left them standing at the front door, said that they were going to come, and the little kid, when they were little, was standing all dressed up, waiting, excited, with their little suitcase in, in their hand, and the dad never showed up, that type of thing. It's like, no, that is not, that's not a happy childhood. That is uh, traumatizing. and. You know, gives mm-hmm. you a little bit of an abandoned um abandonment issue, uh, trust mm-hmm. issues, all kinds of things. So a lot of people don't recognize you know, and I think many times also it's how we are taught how to deal with it. Just oh, you know, just brush it off, shake it off, we've gotta keep on moving, hold your chin up. And there are there is there we have to do all those things but mm-hmm. while we're doing that it's it it's there's a difference between Get getting back up and brushing yourself off and keep on moving and ignoring what happened and pretending it isn't there. You know, so,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, yeah. And I have mm-hmm. had many people who, once we process something, and they're shocked at what a huge difference it made in how they feel. And because the beautiful thing with, uh, that I've noticed with EMDR is that that when we process something, there's a spillover effect that uh, affects all areas of their lives. So you know, people that come in and uh, oh my gosh, I had somebody a couple of weeks ago that was basically mandated by their EAP to come see me and couldn't come back to work until they, you know, I gave them a report and said, yeah, they turned up and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. during the first session, found out that that the person's uh, husband had died in, in good, uh, cancer, and it, you know, when the end stages is really horrible, and so there was mm-hmm. a particular image that just kept rolling around in and, and her poor mind, and so for a year and a half, she'd been trying to cope with alcohol and not been able to sleep, no more than three hours of sleep every night, and this, that, and the other. Well, we mm-hmm. processed that whole incident, and it was only in twenty minutes and got through the whole incident. I saw her mm-hmm. two weeks later, and she looked like a whole different woman. She looked like she'd been on vacation. Because now she was sleeping, her skin looked mm-hmm. nice and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, when we do those, when we take care of that kind of stuff, then
0: it's just a huge relief. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been through many of those sessions where you unlayer the uh, different layers Mm -hmm. of the onion, peel it back, and then you feel better. You're like, I didn't realize how much that was really bothering me or that was really affecting me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there was something that I personally worked through in last year that was really, I didn't realize how it affected me. And -hmm. when I got to the root of it, and I'm like, damn, (laughs) I really still have. I'm okay.
3: (laughs) Okay, Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. We're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, This is Amy Toy with Angel Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Wow, if I could talk, that would be great. (laughs) With Karen Reary. We'll be right back.
3: Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life, thinking of getting a new job, wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This Angelic Energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727 727- May the angels carry you through. And this is for entertainment purposes only.
0: And welcome back to Angels Answers with Amy Toy. We're interviewing Karen Weary. She is a a therapist who specializes in EMDR. And Karen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I am doing
1: great. Thank you, Amy.
0: Yeah, we're doing this great interview. We're talking about a healing modality. Um, if To our listeners who are just tuning in, perhaps, tell us a little bit about EMDR and just kind of recap it, what it means, and let's yeah. give a little brief synopsis because sometimes people yeah. just tune in when they want to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: So uh, in a nutshell, EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And it is a way of, uh, for in many cases that I work with anyway, uh, very quickly, sometimes in one session, sometimes in three to six sessions, uh, process through events that have happened by zeroing in on one specific incident. And then it's like it, you're bypassing all the filters that are in the brain that Otherwise, when we're talking about it, you you know how when somebody gives somebody a compliment and they won't accept it, it's like, "Oh no, this Mm -hmm. old dress, this that and the other." Well, we Mm -hmm. bypass all that, and and people make their own connections in a way that because it comes from themselves and they come to that that uh, conclusion themselves, it's Mm -hmm. it's it's more solid. It's 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 more real to them. You know. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you how did um, do you know how MDR, EDM, EMDR started? Yes. So uh,
1: Francine Shapiro is the uh, woman who came across. Well, came across. Uh, so here was the situation. So <laughs> she actually just passed away last year. Or so, but she has left quite a legacy with her life. But she uh, back in 1986 or 87. She was going through uh, quite some life-challenging challenges herself. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. I think she was going her, through a her Ph.D. program at the time. But she was mm. she had a lot going on, and she was going for a walk in a park. She lived up in Chicago, and um, as she was thinking about all this stuff, feeling distressed. And after a while, she recognized, well, all of a sudden, she was not feeling as distressed as she was when she started. And so she was thinking back over, well, what did I do that made myself feel better? And then she recognized, "Oh, as I was walking, I was looking from one side to the other, from one side to the other. That's the bilateral stimulation, so she started playing mm-hmm. around with it with friends and family, and uh, started developing this whole protocol that now has become standardized, and you can there are all these levels you can go from train to you know supervisor and and you know a trainer and all these different levels so um
0: so yeah. That's how that came about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm familiar with that story too. But I want our listeners to really embrace maybe a different way to he- help uh, them on their path of healing. You know, so that's yeah. why I was asking that question. It's always good to know the who, the what, where's, and why. Um, right. But, and oh yeah,
1: there is a wonderful TED Talk by um. Well. I forget his last name, but anyway, it's, it's on my website. But uh, he uh, was—he's actually an economist, which is kind of funny. But he, so he's done a lot of work over, and he's worked for UN and you know uh, different uh, uh, organizations like that, UNICEF, and and so he's gone to a lot of countries that are poor, war-torn, all this kind of stuff. And he talked about how you know there is so much trauma in the world, and trauma begets more trauma hurt people, hurt people. And how Mm -hmm. he uh, came across then Francine Shapiro's book when he was just randomly at a bookstore and his arm just reached out and (laughs) grabbed her book and he (laughs) came he saw was like, Oh my God, this is the solution because giving money, you know, that's that's again, that's like a band aid on the on the on the wound uh, infected wound. Mm -hmm. And so he went over and met with Francine Shapiro because the thing is that you can uh, also work in small groups and large groups. So for for Mm. example, big disasters or or war, that kind of thing, um, there are people that will go Mm. and um, work with entire groups, like hundreds of people at a time. So this is where he was saying that, well, this is an actual solution that we could actually get a handle on this and make a real Mm. difference in the world. Yeah, that was powerful. I was like I got all goosebumps and teary eyed when I saw that TED talk because I'm just seeing it up close one to one for the most part, and so mm-hmm. here he was zooming it out on a on a mm-hmm.
2: global level.
0: mhm, yes, yeah. it is it's yeah, I mean that's why I like doing these shows because I like to educate people on you know different healing modalities because Reiki may not work for them, or traditional therapy may not work for them and and yeah. I think you did say on your show, just keep trying. Just yep. keep trying to find something that works for you and the person exactly. to work with you too.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because you need the right. I mean, I'm not the right person for every everybody, and mm-hmm. um, and that and that's perfectly fine. Um, you know. So yeah, don't give up just because the person that you start off with is not a good fit.
0: Mhm keep trying because it does work and sometimes you just get lucky i mean when i was yeah. going back to therapy after um i had some events happen in my life that uh, she was good for me i didn't i at first i didn't like her to be honest with you i did not <laughs> yeah. like her and then as we started working i you know i gave her a chance and as i was working with her she was actually the perfect therapist for me at the yeah. time she changed my life and so many ways. she told me about emdr she told me about different healing modalities and really, I mean, I was a healer, but I didn't know there was other things and recommended yeah. me to another woman who helped me through my path and just led me to where I needed to be. And that was like, you know, that was like the best time in my life. It was, was the crappiest time. It was the best yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, thank goodness you gave her an option, a, a chance.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I will. I will always will be grateful, even though she's up in Buffalo. You know, poor lady. Um, you know, <laughs> she needed to be she in go. Buffalo for you at that time. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. Mm. A lot of people are like, mm. you know, because they ask me I'm like, are you out of your mind? Are you smoking something? <laughs> Give me something. I don't smoke anything. Uh, oh my god. So while we're on the topic of that, if you were to recommend one thing to rectify in your life that would be have the greatest impact, what would that be in your opinion? If I were to recommend one thing to what now? I'm sorry. Okay. The question is, if you were to recommend one thing to rectify in your life that would have the greatest impact or the biggest impact, what would that be? Mm, well, I mean, for me, with the work that I
1: do and I... And I um do i would i would i recommend that people see somebody and again it doesn't have to be for emdr but it, you know when you recognize that you are suffering with anxiety and you feel worried and you second guess yourself mm-hmm. all the time or you're angry all the time and irritable mm-hmm. that is coming from something it's it's not necessarily that you have an anger problem but there's something underlying that is because you're getting triggered, and you don't. And this is where our past comes in, because a lot of people aren't aware what it is that's triggering the anger. Because triggers are hair, hair fine. They did a mm-hmm. uh, a study with um um what was it? What um with the. the Okay, I can't remember the name of the organization, but they basically put people in the functional MRI machine and then they flashed pictures. That was so quick that the, the, you know, the brain really couldn't see what it was and they took addicts and so they took, uh, they had pictures of, of, some pictures were of whatever their drug of choice was and some were just neutral. And whenever mm-hmm. the pictures flashed that their, their brain couldn't really Acknowledge or their eyes can really see what it was, uh, the whole brain lit up. Like they got the urges from that. And this is just a, a perfect demonstration of how hair fine triggers are. We might not even recognize that we've been triggered. You can see it in how you behave. And so, whether it's seeking EMDR or the kind of energy medicine that you do or uh, anything else that is out there, healing modality. Mm-hmm. You will do yourself and everybody that you touch and you live with and work with and have anything to do with such a huge favor to resolve that. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, because it begins with me. Doesn't that just say that in the 12 stops? And let it begin with me. I remember ending meetings like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> the what
2: the hell is it's that? It's everybody else's not... fault. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you you know what? Here's the thing: we have zero control over anybody else. Though,
2: so. <laughs> when yep. we
1: point to ourselves, if that's what we have control over. We can do something about it, and then it doesn't feel so hopeless and powerless, right. And helpless.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: is. It's. It's definitely yeah. But you know, but when you're first starting out, I've been in recovery since five, Really, like with al on and then. AA myself. Um, you know, you think back, you're like, that was you are just like, What the hell is wrong with these people? What do you mean let it begin with me? Are they all like stupid or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. not <laughs> and then you right. learn it's all about yeah, it's you. <laughs> it starts with you. You're the, the you're the person in the whole equation that's what is is a string of like coincidences. It's yeah. you <laughs> that's <The> what <laughs> common denominator. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> what a concrete Me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, I, you know, I think back about all the stuff that I've got, all the therapy and all the self-help groups it, and that, and you're like, I, you know, at the time you're, you're sitting there, you're thinking, why am I here? You're having like, you know, you're all pissed off and you're sitting there and then you like, you look back, you're like, yeah, I was just angry because <laughs> I just uh-huh. didn't get it until yeah, I had yeah. to go through it. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and guess what?
1: From. You persisted and you stayed mm-hmm. and stuck with it despite not understanding it and being angry and pissed off about mm-hmm. it. And look where you are now.
0: Exactly, and that's why mm-hmm. I tell people my personal experiences because I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we don't arrive here overnight either. We don't arrive to where we are today in a better space. It takes work. And we talked about that on your show, Shift Happens. You know, we it, it's a process. It's not like, oh, yeah, by the way, I woke up and I'm enlightened today. I don't think so. Not unless I'm Gandhi. I mean, and I know I'm not yeah. Gandhi, believe me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the things that they say also is that, the more enlightened and, you know, evolved that you become, <clears throat> you just have other kinds of challenges. It's not like you still don't mm-hmm. have challenges. Uh, right. It's just that you have different challenges because the ones that used to be challenges, you know how to deal with them. So now you have new ones. So, right, it's
0: just mm. so fabulous. It's nev- It never ends. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends until you're six feet under that's all I gotta say about that <laughs>
2: exactly the, the day I
0: die is when I'm done with this crap that's right <laughs> like, no wonder
1: we're exhausted by the time we get there huh <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's like uh, you know I went to the hairdresser like, the other day I'm like she's like you got more gray hair I'm like yeah wisdom highlights <laughs> great wonderful <Cover> them <laughs> <up>. <laughs> all natural you didn't have to pay for it
1: <laughs> not Money, anyway.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I find it at this stage of the game, it's more about patience because I can see things more. I think the more you work on yourself and the more aware you become, the more impatient you become because you're like, damn it, I see it, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that's also where, for me, I see Buddhism as... Life wisdom, and and that's mm-hmm. you know where I see things like okay, detach yourself from the outcome, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, be find the middle way,
0: breathe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah we have, well, have you noticed though, when you're going through some trauma, that breathing, you don't breathe. I mean, um, my therapist that's taught true. me belly breathing. Yeah. And it really helped me. I'm like, because it's like we cut off the oxygen supply when we're in panic mode or we're anxious or we're depressed or when we're exercising like I do sometimes. And my trainer's like, would you just breathe through it, Amy? You know, I don't want to. I don't know. I know CPR, but I don't want to do it on you because you're old. I don't know what he's thinking. But, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and even even when it's not trauma that I'm going through, but I just notice that I'm stressed because there's a lot going on and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes I'll catch myself. Okay, I need to Mm -hmm. breathe. And that's the other nice Mm -hmm. thing that that I do with EMDR. This is the way I taught it, and I just kept going with it. In that, uh, Between Mm -hmm. each set, uh, after the bilateral stimulation, I was helping to take a deep breath. And then let it go. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the let it go, for me, it has a dual meaning. Let go of the breath and also let go of what it was that you just, you know, processed through. So, mm-hmm. and then so at least I get to breathe through my whole EMDR sessions because I breathe with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 I agree with that. Yeah. When I'm doing my morning ritual, there's a lot of breath work a lot of prana yeah. work where it's like, okay, let out, because sometimes my dreams and my sleep is very intense. Sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just let it out. It's last night's issue. So. Yeah. so, so, so Karen, uh, Karen, you are also a radio show host. Can you tell us a little about a bit about your radio show, Shift Happens? Yes, absolutely. And so I, um,
1: You and I, we have very much the same ideology, it sounds like, from what you were saying about because Mm -hmm. for me, it is all about we need to do our healing physically, emotionally, spiritually, Mm -hmm. financially, so that we can get to a baseline, so that we're not always in survival mode. And from that space, we know that there is... I know in my cells and my bones that we are capable of so much more than what we are taught because, I mean, Mm -hmm. let's just look at the placebo effect. It is so documented that all medications have to go through, have to add that as part of their um, research. So Mm -hmm. why are we not researching the placebo effect Because and Mm. and see what we can tap into? And that is what my uh, show is a lot about is How can we tap Mm -hmm. into that? So I love to grab people and find people who know alternative ways of of healing that may not be at the forefront of people's minds that people haven't become are not familiar with, and different uh, things people are doing to move forward so that they can create and their legacy and live with purpose and be their best and highest self. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, the name shift Mm -hmm. happens. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, it does happen. Shift does happen. We just sometimes don't know it's shifting at the time. We're thinking, we're sitting there in our therapist's office <laughs> on the table, you know, in my case, and like, is it, this really working? Yeah. And it does. It works. Yeah. It just may not show up the way you think it's going to show up, but it does right. work.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know?
0: And it's and, powerful. Um, sometimes it, it's subtle.
1: Possible. Yes. It is yeah. subtle, but it's still powerful. <laughs> mm hmm.
0: Mhm, and you may be having a conversation with your spouse, for example, and maybe that person would tick you off with the way they're approaching you, and you're just calm and cool as a cucumber, and they're yes. looking at you like, "What are you drinking, honey? What are you? Doing? <laughs> what are you doing? A little puff puff there, you know, at the marijuana? Are you doing something? Are <laughs> calm?" <laughs> I did that so with my ex husband. Yeah, my, it happened with my ex husband. He would just give you like, "Okay, you're not yelling at me." something wrong here. She's kind yes, waiting divorce. And, and I was. You changed, you changed the dynamics here.
1: What the heck? Yes.
0: <laughs> and I was thinking divorce, and he was right. Mm. <laughs> Happiest day in my life. Oh. <laughs> and he's a well,
1: too. <laughs> so, some people are in our lives for a short period of time, and some people are... For a longer period of time, and some people are there for life. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, with him it was a life sentence, and I had to get out of prison. So anyway, uh-huh. otherwise I would have been in a real prison. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I think divorce was a better better decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Karen, where can people find you? And um, where you're on BBS Radio, like I said, I heard it. Um, you're on Voice America. Where else can they find you if they want to learn about you and your techniques and how they can, maybe you can help them on their path.
1: Yeah. So I have a website. My uh, mm-hmm. practice is called Insights Counseling Center. And uh, with with the plural, Insights, you get more than one insight when you come see me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> my website is uh, www.insightscounselingcenter.com. And uh, we are also on uh, Facebook. I have my Insights set Center Facebook page and Shift Happens Facebook page where you can, uh, if you want to um, see us, we stream live our shows on there when we are doing this show. And then we're also on uh, YouTube. I've started loading up our videos on YouTube, Shift Happens YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's where you can find me. And my phone number is 386-848-5170.
0: Awesome. Well, our Karen, this was in a delightful interview. Um, yes, we have. A, we're on the same wavelength, and keep us posted on anything new that you're gonna do. Maybe you can write a book or something. I am actually in
1: the process of writing a 365 day journal, and also another one on um, ditch that diet. So, but I, I've cool. gotten a third one. So, but I gotta finish up these first two. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You sound like me, I start books, and it's like, I'm just doing it by subject matter (laughs) on my life in a cult, so I'll write about that. Then my journey about recovery, I'll write about that. There you go. There you go. Do you have any books, Amy? Uh, Not that they're published, but I am writing them, so yes. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We must uh, finish our our
1: birthing of the books, so... (laughs) Yes, we will, definitely.
0: Well, it was a pleasure to have you on today, Karen, and uh, I look forward to maybe having you on again. Just keep us posted on your uh, your book so we can have you on and you can promote your books. You always have an open invitation on the show. Beautiful. Thank you, and vice versa. I'd
1: love to have you back, and um, thank you for having me.
0: And this is Amy Toy with Angel Answers with Amy Toy. May the angels carry you through to next week. Take care, everybody.
2: Look up. High.